two quick editor's notes before the podcast starts. I incorrectly stated what the overview effect was in this podcast. I kept referring to it as the observer effect. So anytime I say the observer effect, I'm actually talking about the overview effect. And then because Tyler and I were recording outside right under the Williamsburg Bridge, you're going to hear some abrupt cuts because the train was going by and it was so loud. Okay, enjoy the episode. It is 8 p.m. on Sunday, July 11th, 2021. This is now, I think, six or seven in a row yeah. that we've done it on Sundays. I'm honestly proud of the commitment. And it's like, yeah, it's only been six, seven weeks, but it's kind of hard to like do it consistently every single week. And I'm dead tired, yeah. but I, you know, still we're here. We're, we're here. We're and then it. and then there's there's only two more Sundays in July. And then yeah. summer school is over. Yeah. Um, so hello to the returning listeners. I would imagine there's like 250, 300 people that are coming back week over week. So thank you for your continued listenership. Um, uh, I'm, we're, we're sitting outside again. Yes. I, I really like this aspect of sitting outside, recording a podcast outside. Fun, yeah. There's going to be a, no- a noise floor because there's some hydration generation some big building or something. something behind us yeah. we're, we're sitting under the williamsburg bridge basically in, in domino, domino park. park yeah um because tyler lives in williamsburg and tyler yes. has so graciously come across the bridge for the last however many weeks it's been yes um and then literally while we're setting up to record someone stopped me and said hey uh, a viewer of the, a fan uh, of the youtube uh, channel which is just it's always cool awesome, to yeah. when that happens super cool. um so today I want to talk about space because today was an important day um, historically. Not as much hype as there should have been for this, I feel like, just like on the general internet, because it's Virgin Galactic versus like SpaceX gets all of the attention. Yeah. And like, I get it. But so to, to start, I want to like kind of like go from a, I guess, surface level and then go higher level, pun intended. Sure. Yeah, nice. Um, okay. So if you didn't know, there are basically three companies, American companies. Yeah. Well, well Virgin new, is new, There's like three new space, New age companies. Because there's like Boeing and Lockheed Martin. Sure, forever, sure, sure. These are like so new modern companies. There's there's SpaceX. There's Blue Origin. So SpaceX is Elon Musk's company. Yep. Blue Origin is Jeff Bezos' company. Yep. And Virgin Galactic yes. is Rich, Sir Richard, Richard Branson's, Branson's company. And Blue Origin is relatively new. So I actually looked this up before. Yeah. I don't know the exact dates, but Sir Richard Branson's Blue, that was the first, Virgin yep. Galactic was, it was first, like, and oh, then- It was like early 2000s. And then I'm pretty sure that Blue Origin started before SpaceX did. Really? Yes, and Elon just somehow Eloned it all the way. Well, I are you sure about I'm gonna, Blue Origin? I'll Google it to be sure, but I'm okay. pretty sure that they started and they just weren't uh, like as like prolific with their experiments or okay. like their early on successes as so uh, So we have, we have gotten to a point in human history where like commercial space flight is very much going to be a thing. So these three companies are effectively in a space race. And today, one could argue that Virgin Galactic won in terms of sending, you know, human passengers, right? Because Sir Richard Branson is not a trained astronaut, right? Yes. Like he doesn't qualify. I mean, he's 70 years old. Not that age is, you know, age may be matter for like health reasons, but when you go to space you have to do insane amounts of training and you have to have the pressurized suit and all that stuff right. but this so i, I did a, a a good amount of research uh all right so do you have an answer blue yeah origin? blue origin founded in 2000 Whoa. spacex founded in 2002 
Wow. Okay. So, so Jeff I'll be damned. Okay. So it was Sir Richard, then Jeff, and then, then, then Elon yep. to make their space company. So, so these three space companies are racing to get to space. Yes. Now, outer space, as defined by I believe NASA, is about about fifty miles up. There's into, a particular line called the uh, something with a K. Yes, and uh, it's like a hundred thousand feet in the air or something it's, like that. No, it's or it's more than that. It's, more it's than like that? it's like two hundred fifty or three hundred thousand okay. feet in the air. I was like scrubbing through the Virgin Galactic live stream today. So so, let's back it up for a second. Today, yeah. Virgin Galactic um, sent up their. They have like a dual plane spacecraft that sort of is like attached to the rocket ship. And the way their crafts work, they're like, it's like, you sort of like, they used a word, I forget, in the live stream. It's basically like... It's like an in-air launch as opposed to a, like a capsule that launch. That is exactly right. Right. So the plane takes off with mm -hmm. the, the... The spaceship kind of like attached belly, to it. Yes. In exactly. the middle of the... Exactly right. right. And at 50,000 feet, I believe, it drops and then the the engines turn on of the, the, uh, the spaceship, spaceship right? and then that thing it goes straight up into um into it's not orbit it's like i don't know if it's called that's the jmc train in case you can hear that running over the windsor bridge it just, I, I can actually hear that from my apartment if the windows it. are open, which it's, is crazy. That definitely came through the pod, but we'll we'll yeah. just uh, power through the noise. So, um, it's what's the the difference between the the orbit and just like kind of getting that weightlessness feeling, right? Which is what right. Virgin Galactic and Sir Richard Branson did today, right? Where they got to have like five minutes of like no gravity. There's basically. a special word, apogee, is yes. when you reach the sort of peak of like okay. We are in space right now. It's not like they're going to the International Space Station, yeah. right? It's not like they're going to the moon or Mars. Yeah. So I have a quote here that I'm going to read. It says, Branson's Virgin Galactic flies above 80 kilometers or about 260,000 feet, which is the altitude the U.S. recognizes as the boundary of space, while Bezos's Blue Origin flies above 100 kilometers or about 328,000 feet, which is commonly known as the... Carmen line. That's what I was looking That's what for. That's yeah. the word with the K, yes. Yeah. So yeah. today he made history. It was Richard, um, like I know him. <laughs> yeah, hey, Richard. Uh, it Richard, was, it was Sir, Sir Branson and then three of his colleagues, he like had, very like, high up staff people. members in his and, company. Yeah. And, then, and then two pilots. Right. So, but this is the difference where this thing, his thing is a plane that has to be piloted, but the Blue Origin and SpaceX rockets are different. The Blue yes. X or the Blue Origin thing is Blue a X. pod, a cap. Blue X. It's a capsule. Right. So so autonomous. So today, which is July 11th, technically means that uh, they won the you know the sort of the space race, so to speak, the first to you know really do it and go up there when they're you know they're not astronauts. Um, and then nine days from now, so not seven days from now when we will be able to talk about it on the podcast, right. but the next episode, we can mention it, um, Bezos Bezos is, wow, is, wow, that's true, right. wow, that's crazy. But that's is, when Jeff is going to go. Is, is going with his brother. Yeah. And there's, uh, I think they also auctioned, they auctioned off the off. seat for $28 million. And the original asking price is like 2.5, yep. and it just, it like, just literally It was a bidding war going to charity. Yeah. I think there's, like, one older woman also that's going to be joining. I was, like, literally watching, like, 
Bloomberg quick take had a video on this, and then Wall Street Journal had a video yeah. of just like this sort of space race. And it honestly makes me want to make make a YouTube video just like explaining like you know the space race of 2021 because yeah. it is heating up right now. And honestly, I'll say it right now, Tyler, if I have the opportunity to go, I am going. Word. No question. It's it's, crazy it's to think obviously about it. a very dangerous thing to go, and you know it's kind of like risking your life, but. I look at it as it's 2021 now. I bet my estimate would be 2035. You'll be able to spend like 10 or 15 grand, hopefully. I mean, the tickets right now are like 250 grand or something like that. You'll be able to spend and go. And it's the same way you board a commercial aircraft or you can fly a private jet or like those kind of things. I, I really have a feeling we'll see that in our lifetime. I have a bunch of questions about this. Cause number one, it makes me think of like the supersonic jets, like the Concorde. Yep. They're all coming and back those too. Are, those are coming back, but those are also very expensive yes. because the premiums and the fact that they had to sign booms and all these other kind of details that surrounded right, them. Right. Right. And the noise that they make the too difference is, is the problem. That, that has like a very clear practical reason why this I would is, fly this on is that just and for do space that. tourism. This sounds for literally just like yes, the just roller coaster experience. Just like, for fun. Go on that thrill-seeking well, ride and right. like so, experience the gra no gravity for like a couple of minutes, two and then you come back down, yep. and that's yep. it. Yep. So there is something called the observer effect. You know what that is? Um, I'm not sure what context okay. you're talking about, but so you so mean like the Heisenberg kind of uncertainty principle. Where no, like you no, look no, at something, no. You so this is I think one of one of the astronauts that. Uh, when, oh, you mean like seeing the Earth? Yes. And feeling yes. So there's feeling something one with the Earth. Yes. It's like the Gaia effect. Yes. Or something like yeah. That. Well, it's called. From maybe, what I understand, it's called the observer, observer effect. effect yeah, where apparently, and there's only like a dozen people that have actually seen Mother Earth from a not on Mother Earth. You know, yes. like seeing the sphere of Earth yes. in outer space. Yes. astronauts, and we haven't it, done anything like that in decades. It, ch it changes something inside you physiologically. Yes. Is what they describe. There's one video that my older brother Mike was like, Sam, you don't know what the observer effect is? Watch this video, and it's like this, like I, maybe it's like a documentary, but there's like one snippet of the astronaut explaining mm -hmm. seeing number one the sun in the blackness of space right because the only time we see the sun unless you're in antarctica or like you know the north pole the only time you see the sun really is in the blueness of the sky right so to see the sun as a star independent from being on earth and then also yeah seeing planet earth from yeah like but but these these commercial space flights you won't be able to see all of Earth, you know, from like when you're on you the moon. You have to go super basically. high up to do that. That's right. Like you have to That's go to right. the moon. I, so it's funny because I'm I'm actually publishing an article tomorrow. Oh, nice. On Gold's Guide about this organization that was started by Stuart Brand. Okay. You know who he is if you don't remember him. Stuart Brand is the guy who made the whole Earth catalog, which is where Steve Jobs got the "Stay Hungry, Stay Foolish" line from. So Whoa, in Steve Jobs' wow, 2005 okay. commencement speech at Stanford, oh, right? wow. Steve Jobs said, stay hungry, stay foolish, and told this whole story about this whole Earth catalog. Stuart Brand is the guy who started this whole Earth catalog. Okay. And um, Stuart Brand, for this thing, it was like Steve Jobs described it as Google before Google. And the magazine is called Whole Earth because he wanted to have a picture of the whole Earth as the cover. And he went on this campaign. So this guy, Stuart Brand, was like literally with... Um, Ken Kessie and the Merry Pranksters who were like experimenting with acid in the 60s when this was happening he was like their straight man driving the bus and <laughs> was like hanging out with them right and so he did like this like crazy hallucinogenic experience and was like why haven't we seen a picture of the whole earth that would bring us together as a species yes. as a society oh, and yes. connect us similarly the same way that this observer effect yes. when you go to outer space you get that and it's crazy I, I didn't know this until I was doing this research today to like finish up writing this article yeah. um but which actually isn't even about this whole earth thing. It's about what he's doing next, which is even crazier. Okay. But the he made buttons that he would sell 
to like for like a dollar to all the different kids at like MIT and Stanford and all those like California high end Ivy League tech places and was able to get NASA to release the first photo of the whole Earth from one of the Apollo missions. But then what's crazy is that we'd actually never saw a complete photo again for like 45 years yep. because they had never sent anything to space. Yep. And now this is the first time that we're actually doing that again. And it's fascinating to me because it's um, like you said before, like commercial, I guess, where like you don't need to be like a professional That's astronaut, right. like the la creme de la creme of humanity, uh, like right. not just an athlete, but like a scientist, like you know right. what I mean? Like they're like be a, be the best men of the best. Mentally stable, also yes. phys like all, yes. yeah. And like um, this is like a quick airplane ride, and so like it just means like that anyone can do that, and it's a, a huge thing because that's the the value that I see of doing this, but it's not high enough yet. Where you can you'll see like the curvature of the Earth in a right. big way, but I guess like well, for me we'll to, have to see what yeah. happens with um, Dear Moon Project. Meizawa Yusaka is the Japanese billionaire who's like the art collector who's friends with uh, Elon who. I, I'm pretty sure he's given tons of money to SpaceX. He has that like six or eight passenger flight that's going to slingshot yeah. around the moon in 2024. Yeah. That's um, crazy to so me. So it's just like, it's just crazy how fast it's all happening. We're like, SpaceX is now in the last, you know, 10 years successfully landed, I think, close to 100 rocket boosters. Yeah. And then Blue Origins is, uh, so we didn't explain it. So Blue Origins is like a rocket ship that has a little pot on the top. Yeah. And then it shoots straight up. And then at some point, it uh, lets the capsule the, disconnects, yes, the and then pod. the rocket lands back down on its own autonomously, like, like how SpaceX is. Like, exactly. You see the videos of that. Doing and then, that. and then the the capsule comes down with a parachute. Right. And so that is on July twentieth. So, but that think about the difference in experience of to totally. what Sir Richard did today, which is like a totally. fancy airplane, and then that, which did is like you see the, you're the, landing the, in this crazy little thing, and it's like did you see the cockpit like, of that? It looked like, pretty spacious. It was honestly. so cool. It looked yeah. spacious, and it had like proper seats. And like they were able to like unlatch themselves yep. and float around. Did you did you see Richard what he said? His speech was, it was really so great. It was like a minute long, and it was just like I mean he's seventy years old, yeah. and he just went to space. Like which that says a lot about how motivates. secure and safe this is, really. Yes, and also it just motivates the heck out of me where I'm sitting here sulking that I'm 31 years old being like, I'm so old right now, but imagine what I can do in the next 40 years. If Richard Branson is 70 years old and he's still going, it motivates the boundaries it, like that, it right? motivates me to no end. And so basically what he said yeah. to the synopsis is like, to the younger generation, like if you if you can dream it, you can create it. And look he, at what we've done. Imagine what you can do. Right. As, as if you're a you know 15, yeah. even a 10 year old, a 25 year old. If you have you know dreams of flying to space, like that is a already possible, and b like it should just motivate you to like pursue whatever the hell you want. I'm so here for that kind of message because it seems Same. like we there's need been a it. lot of in the last few years a lot of just pushback towards innovation and right. like we haven't People been like just excited about the future yeah we're like oh the internet's ruining society all right. this stuff is bad but like right. meanwhile let's get excited we have about three something. different billionaires who all have their own companies who are going to space and people just love to talk trash about how billionaires are like doing all this bad <laughs> stuff instead I'm like yeah but in a few years who knows what's going to happen imagine who would become the spacefaring civilization right and and I, I think it's worth mentioning too that if Sir Richard who's however 70 years old 70, or whatever yep. and Jeff who is younger and has a lot more to lose are both comfortable enough with doing this we're like literally Jeff Bezos probably has the most to lose out of any human being alive realistically because he's the well you know what I mean yeah yeah and yeah. like the fact that they feel comfortable enough to take this extreme risk says right. a lot about what it would right. be right it's like it's not a, a foolproof thing there was one of the Virgin Galactic early test flights they had a like lot 20, of problems right? in 2014 there was an accident I remember working at the Verge yeah. I was in the studio when the live stream happened 
and it was like a fatal crash. Yeah, and and so they were supposed to. So the, the, this was supposed to happen a while. ago. The Virgin ago. Galactic stuff has been doing it for like like 15, 16, 17 right, years. Right. And they thought they were going to be able to be doing these, uh, like passenger commercial passenger uh, right. flights, like really quickly. Like ten years ago, they thought they were going to be able to do this. They, they're like, oh yeah, three, four years. We'll, and so we'll get I it. think this is and it just is finally happening. This is sort of setting the tone for the decade of like space exploration and. It's just really like, interesting. Like civilians being able to go into space. Because look, if we were sitting here podcasting in 1910, we would be like, wow, flying in an airplane, like that yeah. seems like it's impossible, right? Like, and then 70, crazy, right? 70, 80 years, not even like how Wright Brothers was what, 1909? It was the early 1900s. Right? I think it was actually um, almost exactly. So the iPhone came out in January in 2008. Yes. The Wright Brothers was 2007. No, was like, iPhone was 2007. So it was whatever it was. It was like almost exactly a hundred years, years later. And so, yeah. like, if we're sitting here seeing, you know, Richard Branson's going to space, uh, the SpaceX crew is sending people to the space station and that, back, to the International Space right? Station, and those are like actual NASA. So what? That yeah. that just seems like this stuff is way closer than we think. Yeah. And then so I, you know, do quote unquote extreme sports like. I ride e-bikes and you know electric skateboards and like I used to ride dirt bikes and I've been wakeboarding and I've been you know snowboarding and surfing like I'm I, I, I like roller coasters and I'm in for the thrill but there is nothing there is absolutely nothing that comes even close to going in a mother effing rocket ship and seeing the curvature of the earth take that flat yeah. earthers <laughs> and then the, la the last one is going to be SpaceX which Oddly, Elon seems to be cool with, like, not being the first to be doing this. It's weird to me how, like, you know, there's, like, all this drama on Twitter about how, like, Sir Richard was like, oh, I'm going to be the first one to go to space. Right, and which he did. Before Jeff, which he did. But, like, it's interesting to me that Elon just, like, doesn't seem to care. Yeah, he's not phased by it. But his is going to be the Earth-to-Earth, -earth, so it's going it, to—the the rocket ship— that they're they have that prototype built now so they've been testing like sn9 sn10 um i think it's called starship number like 10 whatever starship number 15 it's like that it literally looks like a tin can kind of thing yeah and so that goes on top of like a giant one and then that will be able to like the the, the video on youtube that has like 10 million views it's like a minute long there's a, a spaceport that they literally CGI created, like literally, Tyler. It's like right below the Williamsburg Bridge. Go watch like this in video. In New York City, it's yes. like they CGI'd it. Okay, you see that like red building over there? The, the camera angle is like facing Manhattan that way. And you're like, oh, I'm just like in downtown Brooklyn. And you see like the people walking on the little skyway. And then they board this thing. And SpaceX says you will be able to get anywhere on planet earth in under an hour see, so that's you, crazy you want to go from new york to japan one hour because it like, just goes, i don't want to have a rocket ship landing here every two hours like because yeah, that would be super loud super right? loud I annoying. Think it's just, and it, it's so, you know it's already hectic enough it's, as it it's, is. i think that one's kind of theoretical but yeah yeah we also don't really um understand uh, we we you and i haven't accounted for how loud you know those rocket ships are like even the sonic you can uh, hear, booms from the right concord apparently you can hear right you could hear there's a really good it's funny you say that there's a really good wendover productions youtube video if you're interested in where uh supersonic spaceflight is right now there's a wendover production video uh wendover productions i think um that explains like all the companies um and it goes into like the history of what happened it's like a 15 or 20 minute video well worth watching if you're interested but i'm personally just excited for all three of them 
I, I mean, like, biasly picking a favorite as SpaceX because SpaceX, but, like, whether it's Blue Origin, whether it's Virgin Galactic, like, if I could get up, you know, and, and experience zero gravity, weightlessness, even for two minutes, yeah. and to just, like, feel that, I feel like it would change me as a person. I, I really am also, like, excited for the potential of experiencing that observer effect, that, like, seeing the whole Earth effect, whatever you want to call it, like, right. that idea to me is, like... Yes, life-changing, identity-changing, like, that makes you a different version of yourself because you have a whole different perspective on definitely, everything, right? Definitely, definitely. Like, it's like the first time you, like, you know, do anything, right? It's like that first time you do something, it's, like, terrifying for the first time. Like, going on a roller coaster or, like, trying something new for the first time, like a sport or something, you're, like, really nervous. You know you're going to screw it up. But, like, after you do it once, you're like, wow, I'm now a different person. Not to sound so dramatic, but... No, totally. I mean, there's, like, smaller examples of that that we get to experience every day. And what's most exciting about going to outer space is that it's, like, the literally the final frontier, to, you know, like, quote all the pop culture. Like, it's, like, that's the right. last it's like, place remaining that we haven't really figured out yet. And, then like, you go there, and it's, like, you're the first one to really figure that out. Like, in in that um, Apple TV show, For All Mankind... Oh, I heard about really this. It's really popular. It's, like... Um, in alternate history, imagining if America wasn't oh, the first country to this, land on, on the moon. Yeah, It's yeah, really yeah. interesting. Um, but there's, like, a scene in it that is, like, a part of it. It's not a spoiler dimensions, but, like, there's a scene where, like, one of the astronauts is, like, walking around on the moon. He's like, I'm the first person to ever see this. Yeah. Like, no one has ever yeah. seen this before. I'm the first one to ever see this. Yep. And that idea, that concept is, like, yep. truly just next level yeah, in terms break, of, like... Breaking ground yeah. in terms of, like going where we have literally never gone before and then not to mention the literal billions of planets that are out there like we're one little lonely earth here with our little rocket ships trying to get out but there is endless space like cool we're figuring out how to like you know crest the earth and see the earth but like what about just sending someone you know a million light years east are you like... familiar with the um the seti and the meti programs nope so it's search for extraterrestrial intelligence okay. and messages to extraterrestrial intelligence. And so, like, Carl Sagan, who was the famous, like, pop culture f scientist, like, bef uh, before Neil deGrasse Tyson, was really big involved in these guys. But, like, we sent out, like, those Voyager probes in the uh, 80s or yes. 90s. I forget. It was decades ago. But, like, because it takes so long to get out there. And so... Are they still going? Yeah, they're just, like, going. And one of them might have, like, crossed. Like, we might be, like, too far gone now. Like, we can't hear wow, them. Wow, it's just out there. But, like... We, we have these programs where, like, you're, we literally have, like, deep, deep, deep radio waves that are designed off the frequencies to, like, penetrate deep space and also to listen. So there's a search, which is listening, and then messages, which are sending them. Um, and so that's Stuart Brain Guy actually does some stuff with that, too, which, of course, he's, like, on that cutting edge. But, like, of course. Um, I guess all that is is to ask, like, and it's been, like, this huge hot-button issue right now of, like, aliens. Are we alone? Aliens. And, like, are we alone? And, like... UFO talk aside, because I'm not actually as interested in the UFO talk as I am in the bigger question of, like, if we are or are not alone, why is that the case? Right. Right? So um, there's this idea called the Fermi paradox, yep. which is basically, like, if the universe is so big, where is everyone? Exactly. And if we're sending all these messages out to all these other places and we're listening to all these other messages, why are we not hearing anything back? It's yep. a paradox. It's so big, there should be something. So either... The, uh, the crazy thing is that all of the... Um, like reasons why in this Fermi paradox that of like why we haven't heard back from aliens are all really just like ominous and like even damning where it's like oh like there's a 
a reason why you don't make it to be spacefaring. There's a reason why we haven't heard aliens, right? And it's like, we're the most advanced because ev we just happen to be, which is crazy in and of its own self. Or there's like some super predator out there that as soon as they hear you get to like a certain level of advancement, they come and take your technology and wipe you out. Wow. Which is like all the sci-fi. So we're just waiting movies. for it to happen here. Or there's another one called the Great Filter, which is that oh, I heard about you, this one too. You, as a society or a planet, destroy yourself from the inside. Yep. And it's like all these results are like pretty pessimistic, and I think that oh, like so then there's a theory that like there's been other intelligent life forms, but they just destroy themselves yes, before they can get to oh. spacefaring planetary levels. And it's like yeah. there's these different kinds of like levels of of civilizations of like based off of how much energy you use, if you can use like the whole amount of energy that your sun produces. So we only use like half, it's, it's a, I forget what it's, it's like half as much of the sun, maybe, maybe like two thirds of it, you know, it's not that much. You're saying um, how the how we harness like the energy of the sun, yeah, so like for our own resources. Can, yes. So like if we were to create something called like a Dyson sphere, uh, yes. then that would be able to harness 100% of the sun's energy. That's right, and that so would be we're able at to... like a fraction of that right now. Right. And so we're not able to go and be like super spacefaring and do all this stuff yet. And um, there's these other kinds of planets, level two, which is like you have twice the amount of energy as your sun. Level three, which is etc. Right. Wow. And so like, that's another thing where we're still so far away from that. So there's such exponential returns involved in getting from where we are now and we're just sending our first billionaires right. to right. the point where like we can send a district nine type spacecraft or like an independence day type spacecraft you know right. what i mean to like go and like really travel overall i just think it's an exciting area of like the tech world i mean you call it this it's more space and science more over technology but call it what you want i'll i'll personally tech, be I'll personally be, you know, paying attention to what this looks like. I admittedly did miss the live stream itself, but I, you know, watched the replay, um, read the Verge article, and yeah, so stay tuned for July 20th. Well, I'll remind you next Sunday also, yeah. um, but if you if you missed it today, you should definitely just, like, go to Virgin Galactic's YouTube channel. Yes. It's a two-hour live stream. Skip that. Just, like, they uploaded a separate video. That mm -hmm. was Branson just giving his little speech. Yeah. Really, really... That's a must-watch. ...inspiring. That's a must-watch. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what, you know, Bezos and brother Bezos do um, on July 20th. But uh, that's going to be it from us. Sam and Tyler checking out. Word of the day? Um, river. River? Not space? Uh, I mean... I'm looking at the East River right now. Fine. Space would make space would probably make more sense. Let's do river. Let's do river. All right, tweet us river if you listened all the way to the end. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. See ya.